This individual joining us this morning was a former SWAT team member. He holds a doctorate in public administration, a master's in public safety, a BA in criminology and political science, and he was an, a writer. B, a Booker T investigates for the Minneapolis Spokesman Recorder, and now he has been tapped to be the new Bloomington Police Chief. Say good morning to Booker Hodges. Good morning and congratulations. Hey, thanks, man. How you doing? Unbelievable. Why would, and you're serving now as the Assistant Commissioner of Public Safety. Let me just give you an idea of what he does. He oversees the Minnesota Patrol, the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension, and Alcohol and Gaming Enforcement Division. And prior to that, he served as the Chief of Police in Prior Lake, Undersheriff at the Ramsey County, and Sergeant at the Dakota County Sheriff's Office. After all of that, why go back into community policing? Uh, it's quite simple. I think right now is the time when we uh, need leadership and law enforcement organizations at the local level. Um, and then ultimately it comes down to, for me, the Lord always puts you where he wants you, and I think this is where he wants me to be at. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, we're talking with Booker Hodges. So the Lord wants you to be in Bloomington. Hey, that's what he's, I guess that's what he is laid out for me. <laughs> you know, I wish I could have been in the room when you got that message, Booker, Booker. No, but I'm just, I'm just kidding with you. Tell, tell us about the challenges that face you right now. We've known each other for a long time. Tell us about the challenges that face you as you go into this new opportunity starting on April 4th. Well, I think the foremost, there's two things. I think, you know, the law enforcement profession, I've always felt, is the most noblest on the face of the earth. Um, so you're going to have to get back out here and let the public know who we truly are. Um, I know there's been incidents that have showed, you know, what people have tried to castrate is what law enforcement is uh, that don't accurately depict how we are as a profession. And then secondly, uh, recruiting and retention. Uh, right now, uh, we have significant amount of vacancies in the profession. So any person that's leading a law enforcement agency is going to have to deal with uh, how do you recruit and retain uh, staff moving forward. So th those are going to be the two biggest challenges that um, I see moving forward. I was listening to a former uh, official in your, in your line of work who was saying that the best way to recruit is to tap somebody on the shoulder whom you know and just say, look, I think you would be a good public servant. Is that still the way to do it? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's a hand-to-hand -hand combat. I don't like to use the combat term, but it's one of those things where, you know, we got to go talk to the hotel security guard. Uh, we got to go talk to every person we see out there that um, we might think could be in law enforcement. And you'd be surprised what you get when you ask people to, to join the profession. Um, I've been successful at doing that throughout my career, so... Um, I'm thinking that's going to continue for me. What was it that you got you interested with your storied background with uh, criminology, with public service? What was it that piqued your interest and you said, well, okay, this could be a line of work for me? You know, I get asked that question all the time, and quite frankly, I don't ever have a good answer. <laughs> so, I mean, and I, I just go back to the Lord always puts us where he wants us. Um, I didn't grow up wanting to be a police officer. Uh, my dad absolutely hated police officers. Um, he never saw me in uniform. Um, you know, that just gives you kind of the breath. And, you know, he, he loved me as his son, but he never saw me in uniform. Uh, 
Wow. Um, so that that's, uh, you know, and I, I go back to, again, the Lord does put us where he wants us. It's really interesting that uh, right now, I would imagine this is the most difficult time in our country to be a police officer, especially uh, one, a police officer of color, when especially when we've seen uh, four officers uh, receive convictions for their work in the field. How do you balance that type of backdrop with the work that's in front of you? So here's my my whole philosophy. Um, I grew up, you know, obviously in North Minneapolis in the 80s, and every person that was put on TV that committed a crime looked like me, mm-hmm. right? And I, I knew I was not a criminal, right? And I mean, for me, it just started my philosophy of judging people as individuals and not groups. So that's, that's the mindset I take with law enforcement. You know, I've been doing this for 17 years. Um, there's been some phenomenal people in there. Uh, I think, again, I still think it's the most noble profession on the face of the earth. Have we had people that have uh, not demonstrated that? Absolutely. And we need to continue to get rid of those folks and continue to get good people in the profession. But that, that's how I balance it. I view people as individuals. I don't, I get out of group group lumping, right? And I just ask people to do that the same way for races of people, right? I'm black, right? Uh, I want people to view me as an individual um, and just not reinforce negative stereotypes by lumping people together. Have you reached out to the community? I know that there was a mosque that was bombed a couple of years ago in Bloomington. Have you been able to reach out to that community yet to let them know? uh, Or have you had talks with that community in Bloomington specifically about uh, your upcoming tenure? No, I haven't. Um, I will, once I start in April, because uh, I'm still trying to manage the job I got now. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. Uh, once I start in April, uh, I will be for sure reaching out to all those communities. Um, and I, I view this as a partnership. I mean, police, you know, we're, we're part of the, the public safety pie, and the community is part of that. You know, so I plan on reaching out to those folks, um, getting them on board, and hopefully they can get us, uh, some members to join the police department, even in non-sworn positions. You're an intellectual, uh, holding uh, your doctor. Uh, tell us how policing has changed from just even 20 years ago, right before you came into the profession. How has it changed from then until now? Does it take a different type of leader in order to lead a city government and state governments in terms of law enforcement? Oh, I absolutely think that um, the people who came before me are, you know, are, you know, good in their own right. But now it's you have to be able to lead both in the community and with officers. Um, it's a new it's a new day in terms of uh, technology and things that may have stayed internal to the police department or the community are not necessarily internal anymore. So it does require a different type of, of leader. And also, I think it requires um, an officer, too. You know, we need cops who, who can both at the same time uh, serve and protect the community, uh, but at the same time act as uh, protectors and be able to go out and interact with people. And I, I really want us not to be viewed as police and community, right? I want the department to be a complete reflection of the community. So if I need to know what's going on in the community, all I need to do is go down to my roll call room because everybody is reflective of the community. Last question. Chief Rondo, who just retired, talked about procedural justice. How does that play up in Bloomington? Is that a style that you'll also adopt, or do you already embrace it? 
Um, I already embrace it, but the Bloomington Police Department does this already. I mean, I I, I know I'm I'm blessed to be able to go there. Um, it's a department that already has good officers. Uh, the city's already working on some racial equity things. Uh, I think it's a community that's um, ready to continue to move forward and prepare for the future. Uh, I'm blessed in that respect. But I will say one thing about Rondo retiring, if you got a second. Sure. Um, Minneapolis right now is in need. So right now you got Minneapolis and St. Paul both are in need of police chiefs. Um, if I were sitting in that mayor's chair, I would call John Harrington and ask him to be the police chief of the Minneapolis Police Department. Wow. And I'm going to tell you why. I sit on the Noble Board, National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives. It is going to be extremely difficult to recruit somebody nationally to come to Minnesota uh, to be the police chief, just given multiple factors and how our law enforcement is done here in our political climate. Um, if John Harrington was sitting in another state, people would be calling him to come be the police chief. Now, I don't know if the commissioner would be willing to do that, but um, that and as a person who's got a lot of family in Minneapolis, uh, who's grown up there, he would be the perfect choice right now to be the police chief in Minneapolis. It's just my opinion. He did fine work in St. Paul. Yeah, absolutely. And look, at, I mean, if you look at how many people even knew who the Department of Public Safety was, no offense to people who were here beforehand, but how many people really in our community, in the black community, knew who the Department of Public Safety was before he became the commissioner? And that's, um, you know... What he's done at Met Transit, um, like I said, he he is the godfather of law enforcement um, and community relations. Uh, John lives in community. We all know that. Um, and he would make an excellent choice to be the chief of the Minneapolis Police Department. I was going to ask for your final thought this morning, but I think you said it well. <laughs> and you know, John listens to this show, so <laughs> I just think you put him on, on notice. Yeah, I did, and he, he can't do nothing to me anyway, so he'll be all right. <laughs> so, okay, uh, final thought. So, we, so we, we're already losing the number two at, at the state in public safety. John leaves, we, leave, we lose the number one. Then there's a void in one and two in public safety for the state of Minnesota. Then what, Booker? Uh, well, I think with that, um, Minneapolis right now is a city that has the most issues to deal with. And if he was there, um, I think that that takes a huge chunk off the state's responsibility and the state's role um, in responding to incidents in that community. Wow. So... Yeah. And again, I go back to the Lord puts us all where he wants us, and he takes care of everything. So I firmly believe that. And he put you in place to be with us this morning. That's Booker Hodges, yes, sir. the brand new Bloomington Police Chief as of April 4th. I can't thank you enough for sharing your time with us this morning and giving us your insights into uh, present-day policing activity. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure.